0: She has the like some of that like hustler spirit I've discovered because we were in we were um, we were in the pizza place and uh, I let her get her her and her sister and I let them get those little like the fruit barrels that's just like pure sugar and she nah. was drinking them and she said, you know, we could we could refill these and sell them to someone else.
1: That is like next she's like beyond the like lemonade stand. She's like, yeah. no, fuck that. That's for chumps. Like yeah. we're gonna resell these on the on the black market. I like, did you guys have kids at school, who would like sell shit, trade, mm-hmm. and like barter their lunch goods because they had like yeah. the shit everyone wanted, like gushers yeah. and like Rice Krispie <sighs> treats and stuff. Yeah.
2: There was a kid in my um, elementary school who got in trouble because he was selling. His mom would get like big bulk bags of gummies and then resell them at school in like individual baggies.
3: Yep, yeah. that's yeah. so smart.
4: That's
2: yeah. the yeah. to do, man. They were those little watermelon ones, so they were good. I, I, I do remember yeah. buying from him as well. We, were- we had a turf war in our, in, in our high school because
0: um, – so there was this thing called the senior store, which the senior class was allowed to operate to raise money for, like, dances and events mm-hmm. and stuff. Yeah, um, we had and it one was- of those. Yeah, it was it was in the it was in like the so the the locker situation in my cl- in my school was like really weird. It was they were like on all different places like the junior high lockers were in this like little like raised area like above the administration office. Um the the junior the sophomore and junior lockers were in like a like in like the gym building. The senior lockers though were in the we're in like the basement of this one building, and it was really cool. And the seniors would always like hang out down there and be like, oh, I was just getting something from my locker. But so the other thing that was down there was the senior store where you could go and buy candy and shit during um during school hours. Uh but there but but the the school admin had to approve anything that they sold. And so there was mm-hmm. some stuff that they weren't allowed to sell. They weren't allowed to sell fruit by the foot, they weren't allowed to sell airheads. And they weren't allowed what? to sell pixie sticks oh, um, God. I, because it was, it was too, it was too sugary. It would make, it would make us all make us all wild. Um, but <laughs> I, uh, when I was in like eighth or ninth grade, uh, the gym coach who was a real sleazy dude started selling the unauthorized candy out of his office in the gym course, and undercutting the can. senior store. <laughs> and it was a big thing. Like, I think, you they know what? Kurt, had to talk he about was, it at like a PTA meeting. <laughs> he so was like up. literally awesome.
1: modeling for you our relationship as adults with the American government. Mm-hmm. So yes. I yeah. think like that guy knew what the fuck was up. He was like, "Look, yeah. we need to teach these kids a hard lesson."
0: <laughs> he was selling That's like called- like candy dot. <laughs>
3: <laughs> there it is. <laughs> there was like it was like Lori Charles or somebody like on Twitter not long ago, and like posted this viral tweet <laughs> who was like. I don't know how to explain it, but A cab also includes gym teachers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like,
2: Absolutely, yeah.
0: I had I had three gym teachers um at that school. Uh, there were like two like nice older, seem like older lesbian women, like very nice, very enthusiastic, very positive, like like a little bit mean, very much like uh the gym teacher from uh from uh, Glee very much in in that mode yep. of gym teacher and then there was the coach um and he was like a just like a loud meathead who would just like yell dude stuff like yell dude stuff at you stuff. if like like if <laughs> you know like like if he he would walk through and if he, if he saw somebody being like shy about changing he be like he'd be like what you do we all got diction in here so, you know like just like a like a very <laughs> jim like like fast times at ridgemont high shit this is i mean this (laughs) is some sometime after that so like i have to assume that he's been me too about a thousand times yeah by now oh yeah oh Oh, one thousand
1: percent the weird thing about the whole like lesbian uh gym teacher thing is that like you know, they they were explicit at, like, all of our schools, right, that men could not be, like, in the girls' locker rooms. And mm-hmm. s- similarly, women couldn't be in the boys' locker rooms. But then, like, I guess they didn't care that there were, like, several lesbian coaches, like, <laughs> watching us change, like, in the girls' locker room. Like, whatever. Like, we didn't care. But it was just one of those things where it's, like, it's not – you actually don't care about like our, like any sort of like weird perversions happening. Like you're just like being weird about like gender norms or something. Yeah. It's it's like, it's like, well, we can't
0: acknowledge that because then everything falls apart.
3: Yeah. What are we going to do?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. Those are
3: the same people who like vehemently like uh, support like bathroom bills and shit. Yes. 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 It's the bathroom sickle shit
0: where it's like, where it's like, so it's like, is this like, are are you really worried about this? Like, like, do you like when you go into a bathroom? Do you live in like constant fear? <laughs> yeah, all right. the time is like,
1: <laughs> is going to TGI Friday's a really traumatic experience for you? Like, not because it's Fridays, but because when you go to the bathroom, like a person might attack you. Yeah, there's also like, I don't know if you guys had this, but at our at my high school, we had the senior store. We had uh, it was like the the like student government finger quotes that like ran it, right? But we also had like a weird. I, I don't even. This is like very strange now that I think about it. It's the first time I've thought about it <laughs> since high school. We also had a weird like, like, uh, like sort of. I don't want to say black market, but like kids like would bring stuff to school to sell mm-hmm. like like clothes or like cds or like fucking leonardo dicaprio posters or like yeah it was yeah and like i who don't think it CDs. was regulated yeah well that was like all the <laughs> yeah. time right but this was like yeah. i think the school like sanctioned it and it's a, huh. now that i think about it that's like a weird and i'm like where did that money go like who did the kids take no, the money?
3: Nobody has it except for those kids. They spent it on drugs. <laughs> they, they, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It,
0: it's a circular economy. It's it's like a <laughs> it's like a it's like a chit or, or whatever it's called. Um, right. Like a, <laughs> a company script. It's like, it's like yeah. you can you you can you can get the script from the senior store and spend it on yes. drugs, and then the <laughs> drug dealers buy the stuff back from the senior store, and that returns it like the <laughs> rain
3: cycle right what it's a time like to be alive an insular economy and and yeah just fully formed it's like Miceland before they went over it's like you guys, me. you, what guys, the fuck? you guys you guys <laughs> i thought be i like, was
0: disassociating
3: watching yeah
2: this. that was insanity <laughs>
0: No, I'm recording. By the way, this is all yeah. good. I'm, I'm
3: <laughs> what, what was the uh, name what, of the, the mouse? Like, piebald. I was gonna say Pump. Piebald. Nickel. Yes. Piebald.
2: Piebald. I,
1: piebald is I, clearly I, Jewish. Like,
2: well, right? I, I, I swear he was saying right? Fivel at first, I was like, <laughs> Hold on. You know, like, oh, a crossover.
4: A great classic. So,
0: so let me let me do like a soft introduction here, since we've already kind of started talking about it. Um, welcome, everyone, to Parents Just Don't Understand. Uh tonight we are joined by myself, Kurt, my co-host uh Chris, and we have two very special guests, uh Aaron and Carly, uh from the excellent show uh Hit Factory, uh which, which covers nineties media um and uh is really good. Uh and we mm-hmm. had the pleasure of of being on there recently to talk about uh, Encino Man. And tonight we are talking uh about a a famous but but controversial uh man named Ted who uh and his his life's work he <laughs> he made a number of bombs i have to say and he was very concerned about the environment uh and you know the overpopulation of the earth and that of course is uh uh mr ted turner uh not not the other ted um and uh his his personal <laughs> weird passion project uh, captain planet which i discovered i didn't realize this like i knew that he was like personally involved like he literally ted turner literally invented captain planet and was like i had this idea for an earth superhero and then he hired people and was like go make my earth superhero Mm -hmm. show uh and we watched it uh and we're here to talk about it tonight
3: (laughs) in short yeah it's i'll tell i'll say this much to start us off which is kurt and chris you could not i think have have chosen a better piece of media that like like for us as your guest, you know, just mm-hmm. something that that kind of uh, marshals in the 90s, something that is like so neoliberal. It's like yes. mind blowing. Mm-hmm. And yeah, just like the, the politics of this thing are so scattered and so weird. And like, yeah, I, we were watching this and, and Carly was like, this is perfect. Like, this is this is exactly <laughs> no, I was what we like, need to, talk they, to these guys about. They
1: like. they 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 slam dunked this one this is like a perfect perfect choice for our conversation i'm Mm -hmm. also i don't know about you guys but like i definitely watched captain planet like when it was on On, like mm -hmm. not in reruns but like when it was actually Mm -hmm. airing and i have not seen it since the early 90s like i haven't laid my eyes on a captain planet episode since like 92
0: 93 Similar, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. Um, I watched a little bit of it when I got, I got like, I, I I got like a like struck by nostalgia, and I was like, I wonder what's up with Captain Planet. Like, you, you know what it was when, um, it was around the time that like streaming, specifically Amazon, I think, started at getting. Like mass amounts of like the '80s and '90s cartoons. Yep. Mm-hmm. And um, for a while, they had a lot of them just like for free on Prime. I think it was maybe their deal with, with like Hulu. I think Hulu initially had like a, a lot more cartoons than it does now. And yeah, so they I was like, watching...
1: Doug and like all that shit.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they used to have a bunch more stuff, um, including Captain Planet. Now, now it's it's I, I couldn't find this for free anywhere. It's probably on on, on YouTube, but. Um, yeah, I, I did revisit it at some point and it's like it's it it holds up, but it's so weird and it's mm-hmm. so ideological. It's like if you took the the little like edutainment sections like the 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 and, you know, and and knowing is half the battle parts from the end of G.I. Joe and you yes, made yes. those full length episodes because yes. everything is like is like super condensed ideology every Mm -hmm. moment of the show as 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 you said carly is like it's so 90s it can only be understood in the terms of that time period especially Mm -hmm. i have to say did you all have like a huge focus on like environmental stuff when you were in school yes
1: oh yeah we we had the environmental stuff and we had did you guys get the aids quilt at any point
4: Oh, wow. I think we did. Wow. No, yeah. yeah. We
1: had yeah. swatches of the AIDS quilt up in wow. our library at my oh. elementary school. You and it just was said
0: like-, like a Manchurian candidate key phrase yeah. for me. <laughs> like, like, everything <laughs> came back. I'm, I'm, I'm getting like, like, uh, born identity stuff in my head. I mean, <laughs> you totally are.
1: You're, you're awash in trauma. Yeah. It was like, those were our two things. It was like the environment and AIDS was mm-hmm. like what we talked about yeah. in elementary yeah. school. I remember
2: having to plant trees on Earth Day. Like, um, yeah, we did got, that. Like, we had
0: we we had this super traumatic puppet show. Um, my school was big <laughs> on booking like educational puppet shows. I don't know what what was up with it, um, but we had one <laughs> where uh, it was it was this group of like very very overly enthusiastic like twenty something theater people um in like jumpsuits who put on this performance about an alien uh that came to earth um and they were like exploring the universe with their egg which was going to hatch into their child but but their egg which like the egg was a puppet the alien was like a puppet wouldn't hatch unless it was a like like a healthy planet Mm -hmm. um and there was an indicator on the egg that would turn red or green and if it turned red then the egg was dying Uh, and of course because the earth was so polluted it it turned red you know and the alien is like freaking out that like its child is going to die and so all the actors have to do this thing of like hey we're going to clean up for earth day and then at the end of course the egg turns back green and it hatches Mm -hmm. but this fucked me up so bad (laughs) um like like i i I was probably like eight maybe seven or eight and like i like thinking like my my older daughter is is like five um and i this i i understand now like why it messed me up so bad it's like no if i if she saw something like this it would it would destroy her she Mm -hmm. would be talking about this for
3: months afterwards i guess that's what they're banking on
1: she no she absolutely would
3: maybe this is your like uh your inflection point, though, Curtin, you're, you're like jumping off point for like hard sci-fi and fantasy <laughs> yeah. like, and, and your yeah. infatuation with those things.
0: So it's it's funny that you mentioned that because like as as I was watching these episodes, so we, we watched four episodes. We watched the first episode, which I believe is called A Hero for Earth. Mm-hmm. Uh, we watched um, The Conqueror, which is about uh, like an evil Earth spirit who, who comes to the Earth uh, and tries to destroy it named Zarm, um, and then we watched one uh, about overpopulation, and then we watched one um, about uh, hot hot zones, which I, I remember being like a '90s term for like wow. places where there is. They used to call it sectarian conflict, but all of none of the ones that they showed are actually sectarian conflict. They're all actually about like land and oppression, yes. which yes. I'm sure that yeah. we'll get to. But, yeah. um, but as I was like flipping through the other episodes almost everyone i was like i i almost regret not watching this one because these all sound ridiculous and there was one of them yeah. called utopia where uh uh Kwame, like wakes up in a post-apocalyptic it says Kwame wakes up in a post-apocalyptic future inspired by his favorite sci-fi stories and i was like what the f- what? <laughs> <laughs> wow
3: okay that's a part two that, that is yeah. two yeah. for sure two.
1: Um you're bringing up a couple of things about the series that I understood on this rewatch that I definitely like didn't glean yeah, when I watched this as a child which is that the one of the key operating principles that the sort of the the axis that a lot of these stories rotate around in terms of their lessons is guilt <laughs> is like Instilling a sense of like uh, existential dread and guilt, and mm-hmm. also that uh, similar to your lovely Oberlin Elementary School story about the egg, <laughs> Kurt. <laughs> that's where you went to school. I'm I'm positive. Um, <laughs> that that uh solutions come immediately after individual actions are performed
4: right Mm -hmm. like it's
1: it's the it's basically the playbook for how we talk about climate change climate change which in and of itself is a feckless term at this point in our you know just fiery launch towards destruction those key those two things are key in the the rhetoric around you know Climate justice and the destruction of the planet to this day, where it's Mm -hmm. all about individualized actions. You know, it's no, it's not the multi trillion dollar corporations that are polluting the planet. It's you're not walking to school or like you're using straws or you know, you're fucking littering or whatever. Yeah. And, and that, you know, the, I mean, the dialogue in this show like we should talk about it separately because it's fucking bananas but (laughs) but but i like i was very aware of like how like much moral superiority there was laden in the dialogue of just like passing judgment and like all of this like this like guilt engendering like rhetoric where i was just like i i definitely did not pick up on any of this when i was a kid. Like i just remember watching the show and being like i like the pretty colors and i like the rings and i like that they do stuff and like you know have like cool hair or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like i didn't all of this intense propaganda was lost on
3: me. And you know despite being like a united colors of benetton kind of cast of of characters insanely nationalistic like oh, bordering oh, yeah. on jingoistic. Is- yes unbelievable
2: yeah what's the, well, I, the, the sorry go ahead go ahead yeah i was just going back to uh carly's point though like so they bring it down to the individualistic um responsibilities even when they're talking about things like uh i, I think it was the arm episode where he's like he comes and he wants to like completely like destroy the earth and make yeah. it like and the the end lesson was hey don't litter i was like okay so yes. like <laughs> It, it just like the, Literally I mean, that yeah or and or like the um you know the, the the episode about like um the the violence in in Belfast and Israel and Palestine, and stuff like that, the end result is like, hey, people are different don't 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 uh just you know don't uh treat them differently, and it's just like it it brings it down to such a very minor, tiny little thing that like you like if you're like ten years old watching this. You're like, okay, I could do that, but like you have no control. It like it has no impact on the greater issue that they're actually like exploring in the main body of the episode. So and it's, the other thing it does is- not
1: acknowledge systems, it does not yes, acknowledge exactly. institutions, it right. does not acknowledge power in mm-hmm. any regard, except when you're talking about like bad actors like right. Zarm, who is, you know, wanting to use his power finger quotes like to do a thing, but it's not like I, I felt this when we were watching the very first episode and the villain in that particular one is hoggish Greedley, voiced wonderfully by Ed Asner. Mm, yes. Um,
4: <laughs> yes.
1: And, you know, they're talking about oil spills, which is like, a, I definitely remember that in the landscape of like climate conversations when I was a kid in the eighties mm. and nineties and they weren't, talking about who's doing the spilling like why there's fucking oil on ducks they were just like it's this guy and he wants oil and he's like shooting it off and is like you know weird jizz gun and like (laughs) no one was talking about the fact that like the reason there's pollution the reason there's oil the reason that there is uh, smog in the air is because multi trillion dollar companies are selling Mm -hmm. oil to systems that are dependent on it we've created an entire you know uh ecosystem that's dependent on this natural resource right and yeah it is it's shit like that where i was like oh yeah like there's so much that's being unsaid here
2: and, and it's, it, it's not it, the Exxon Valdez it's uh, exactly, you know pig, pig exactly. it's, it's the pig man it's you know it's, it's like exactly. it's,
0: it's not it's not the it's not the three or four largest polluters in the world it's a couple small people who who don't have the skill or care that Exxon takes when it you know uh rapaciously extracts oil and destroys the rainforest the the problem is not Exxon the problem is you know, like like the wildcat uh, drillers mm-hmm. or, or whatever. The the other yeah. thing that I wanted to add on on, on Carly's very good ideological breakdown is the worst thing that you can do. The single worst thing in any of these episodes is actually trying to go after the problem itself. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is yes. best epitomized in the Zarm episode, where yes. Zarm's evil plan is to give the planeteers the power to destroy a nuclear. Uh, missile base and they're over there like well we can get rid of the nuclear weapons and there's a really bizarre sequence where gaia the spirit of the earth is like no you can't get rid of the nuclear weapons because they're they're ruining everything that'll destroy (laughs) the world yeah exactly And it's like no 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 like like we need to we need to protect the nuclear weapons it's so weird and it's like it's it's the most it is the most neoliberal thing where it correctly identifies the it, it correctly identifies at least a problem or a a deleterious effect. Whereas it's like mm-hmm. nuclear n- nuclear armament is not good. The solution is not to do away with nuclear armament. That we can't do that. That's an impossibility. Trying to do that will make it really bad. We can't we can't do anything about that. Um, the solution is I they didn't really have a solution in that no. one except like everybody. Everybody yeah. take it easy. Everybody calm down. If we all Everybody calm down, calm we won't down. destroy the world. It, it, we cannot it, allow it, a
3: power ring gap. Yes, <laughs> exactly. It goes unsaid. It goes unsaid in this episode, but like if you're if you're pulling it out and looking at what it's essentially saying is like deproliferation can't happen because right. the only reason that we have some sort of security in our world, the only reason that nuclear power uh, is okay is because we have the most bombs like mm-hmm. again like another thing that is just like insanely nationalistic like surely like Linka might have a thing or th- a thing or two to say about you know the arms race ca- hailing from the Soviet Union until she hails from Eastern Europe later on yeah. in, in the 90s but
0: I I mean you know, I mean the Soviet Union did did like collapse during the run of this show <laughs> yeah. it's also yes.
3: the that the um uh
0: the uh the doomsday Belfast episode is also confusing because like I don't remember when when apartheid officially ended. It was that like ninety ninety two ninety
1: one. Yeah, it was, was definitely it... prior to that show. Yeah, yeah. So I, But it, like, they that, kind that of still have apartheid 92. in the
0: show. Kind of, it's yes. confusing. It's like, or it's like, it's 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 ambiguous. But so, no. I hold on. I, I want to go back and and give some context about this show and its origins, um, mm. which I, I alluded to. But I actually think that it's informative to the. Uh, some of the weird ideology of the mm-hmm. show and i i have a pet theory but long Ooh. story short mm-hmm. for people who aren't familiar with with captain planet it is a show about environmentalism and conservation in the broadest sense and it also kind of just gets into general psa stuff where you have mm-hmm. these five teenagers who have been given super powered rings each relating to an earth element or a natural element. So you have earth, fire, wind, water, and heart. Heart uh, and yes, heart, heart. The mind control ring, the most fucked up ring, honestly. Apparently
3: the most the powerful X ring. ring. Too. Yes.
0: Yeah. Um and and uh they are summoned by the Earth spirit, Gaia, who can no longer endure uh the terrible pollution plaguing our planet. Um And uh, she empowers them with, with these five rings and says, okay, you're going to be like the action squad that I'm going to send around to deal with pollution and PSA issues. And, and, you know, sometimes war, sometimes like general societal decay, like, like any kind of, any kind of ideological thing. Basically they become like, like the Vanguard party of, yeah. of, of Gaia. Um, and, and this show was created by the personal wishes of Ted Turner, um, who made his fortune, uh, with, through a combination of founding, uh, CNN and TBS. Um, and, and he, he bought up a bunch of TV stations and had regional TBS affiliates, I believe was, was his model. He, he inherited, um, a billboard. Uh, company from his father actually which was worth like a million dollars in like the 60s so it's it's like a it's like a 15 to 20 million dollar company now so it's 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 like a mid-size but but not a big company so he is like kind of sort of self-made like he wasn't like a multi he wasn't like a billionaire he wasn't like a donald trump type who like just kind of maintained a level of, of wealth if not going backwards like he actually did you know manage to make a bunch of money Ted Turner is a really weird, idiosyncratic guy. the The things yes. he cares about are, um, like the environment, uh, overpopulation, and nuclear proliferation are his big ones. Um, and he became infamous. Oh, and also he was like a very vocal atheist. He is is a very vocal um atheist, and he used to piss people off all the time. Is he still um,
4: alive?
0: He is still alive. He's he's, yeah, he's like, like eighty three. Wow. Yeah. Um. Yeah. He he is still alive. I, I think he's he's like pretty much out of the public eye. He'll probably pass away in you know the yeah. the near future. Um. But uh, it, it's funny because like I was confused by that because people talk about him a lot in the past tense, but he is still alive apparently. Yeah. Unless Wikipedia is very wrong. Um. <laughs> and he's very he's a very strange guy. Like like if you look at his personal politics, which I, I which actually I, I didn't plan it like this, but they actually align with all of these episodes. So yes. Um. He's a very, he, he, he was, is a fairly vocal critic of the Israeli occupation, uh, of, of Palestine, at least Mm -hmm. at the time that he was speaking. Like, like he, he, he was very vocal about it in like the early 2000s and he would say like, well, the, you know, the Palestinians are terrorists, but Israel is, is using terrorist tactics two and like you know like like he's it's it's surprising for the time period and he got in a lot of hot water over it he also um pra- had praised uh the uh the one child policy he is a big advocate of smaller families which is going to be is very unsurprising considering uh some of these episodes mm, um yeah. he's a big opponent of nuclear proliferation uh, and he's actually he's actually praised uh the North Korean government as well and 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 said like you know he he visited and and he said basically like the the depiction that you get in the west is like a very racist one so he's like a very weird but at the same time he is still like a very neoliberal 90s rich guy so like it, it's it's weird like he's kind of like a woke capitalist almost but embodied in one person <laughs>
2: yeah yes. and well it, it was weird because he was like public figure in the 90s like he wasn't just like which wasn't like you know billion millionaires and billionaires being public figures is not too much of a big deal today but like he he was one of the like a proto celebrity billionaire type yeah. of guy and um because i remember I, I i think like you know like he was like satirized on snl and and things like that like yeah he, like he was just like so like you know when i was a kid i knew who he was and like that's not yeah yes. There's no reason to know who Ted Turner is when I'm like yeah. you know, 10 years old. But... I knew I, – the, the rich
0: guys that I knew as a kid were like Warren Buffett, Bill Gates, Ted Turner, uh, Ross Perot, and Donald Trump. Ross and that's because – yes. yeah. oh, and, no. sorry. And Lee Iacocca. Uh,
3: yeah. and that, that's
0: because, that's <laughs> because Bloom County talked about all of them or like Deansbury talked about all of them.
3: Yeah. Why can't I think of the virgin uh, guy? Richard, oh, uh, 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 Richard Branson. Oh, yes. oh yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, cuz he was like on Friends He wasn't, he show, wasn't
0: and... as much of a public figure though until like like the mid until
1: later. Mid, until late
0: later. 90s. Yeah. 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 yeah.
2: Well, and and the the uh kind of like uh, the weird thing about Ted Turner uh and, and I think uh, you know is emblemized in, in a show like this is he uh you know, he famously dated um uh, uh Jane Fonda, who you know is most famous for being hated by all your dads down at the VFW. So like yeah. uh he, like <laughs> so like uh, that kind of like being a billionaire and then My being dad was able a to draft Dodger. Thank you. So. Well, <laughs> yeah. he had a. My right dad was too young home. for anyway, yeah. anyway. But yeah, you, you uh, got what I was going for. But like he he um, so like b- being a billionaire and being able to date like somebody as, like um you know famously liberal maybe leftist shading uh, as Jane Fonda. It was was it's kind of like a big deal. And I think that really made thrusted him into this the spotlight. Being like, who is this guy? Why is, why is Jane Fonda? dating him. Yeah,
1: yeah I agree with you. Ahead. The more we've like dove into Ted Turner and his personal politics, um and also just kind of like culturally trying to think back of like my image of him because it is weird that we like all as kids knew who Ted Turner was, but like we definitely did. But like superimposing like that image of him that you know I had from the 90s and the more I've sort of like swum around in all of that stuff, the more I'm like, I think I have him figured out. And then I I will like read yeah. a factoid and I'm like, okay, I don't know what the fuck your deal is, dude. Like you're <laughs> all over the map.
4: But it's almost the, like an early version of like a tech say, billionaire.
1: Yeah. Well, it's funny. When Chris <clears throat> was bringing up dating Jane Fonda, I thought immediately of the whole like Elon Musk and like Grimes farce. Yeah. like... She's, like, (laughs) this anti-establishment, super artsy, like, I'm, you know, for the people and I don't, like, ascribe to your stuff. It's all, like, nonsense. But I think, uh, you know, both Ted Turner and Jane Fonda have uh, slightly more, like, consistent and solid politics than either of those people. But the one thing I was going to say is that aside from the show really directly mapping to his own politics. The show also is like, even in just, as you said, Kurt, going down the episode list, it is like every single episode is a bullion cube of like a conversation that was happening in the 90s. Yeah.
0: Like, snip snip ideology and so on and totally so on. Totally. Just <laughs>
1: yeah. like distilled down to its like most like flattest, just, most basic understandings and and i i think it's interesting the way that the dialogue in the show maps back to a lot of kind of popular mainstream media discourse and talking points around these conversations like aaron pointed out when we were watching the word pollution is used a lot. And that's like not really something we use anymore when we're talking about climate change. But I definitely remember when we were talking about the environment that pollution was like the word that everyone talked about. Well,
3: and it evolved too. Like at one point in time, I feel like around the time of like the crying... Native American ads. Yeah. Pollution was littering, right? Like they called mm. that pollution and then it, you know, slowly became yeah. something graffiti. that was like graffiti and like and like graffiti vandalism. Literally, in right. one of the like pollution. closing
1: scenes, yeah. it's like
0: Don't, vandalism
1: yeah. equals pollution equals terrorism. Like yeah. there's a direct yeah. line to that.
0: It's almost like a social purity thing where it's like it's it's, it's this it's it's not even it's not it's not even like an environmental thing
2: it's like it's like society needs to be nice and clean it needs to be nice and clean and orderly it it goes back to um broken windows policing of like the, yeah. you know connecting yeah. vandalism with the uh like just the social welfare of everything like that kind of stuff yeah exactly
0: yeah and it's like it's like all all of the things that you need to have a nice a nice orderly good society it's almost like a starship troopers hindline type view of of the world where where it's like it's it's a general good it's 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 a goodiness of society which which encompasses a lot of different things encompasses crime environmentalism housing policy it encompasses just like like don't don't be shitty is, 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 it's just, it's just kind of weird. Like, there's, like, like I wouldn't, it, you know what? It, it wouldn't have been out of the question. And actually, they, they kind of, they, they kind of do this. Um, their, their, their AIDS episode is almost like an anti gossip episode, almost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, where, where like somebody, somebody has AIDS and, uh, verminous scum was voiced by Jeff Goldblum. Uh, we have to talk about the cast <laughs> yeah, in, in depth right. at some be, point.
3: Be, before the episode we watched, he was voiced by Jeff Goldblum for a very yeah. brief run. I learned this uh, moments yeah. ago before we got on season, the season oh, one. Season one, he God. was yeah.
0: voiced by uh, by Jeff Goldblum, and,
3: uh, and notably, for- the the uh, kid with AIDS is voiced by Neil Patrick Harris, and this is prior to his wow! like, him being yeah. publicly wow! out. Like, oh wow. yeah.
0: <laughs> so, so what? What Verminous Scum does is he spreads a rumor that like you can catch AIDS from like being, or, or you can catch HIV from, from, from being around someone with HIV. So it's, it's almost, it's more of like, it's, it's more of like, like an anti rumors
3: yeah. uh, like, episode. That's but, liberalism though. Like liberalism is that. just an edict of manners. Like that is yes, all exactly. that it, like, it's, exactly. it's just a yes. series of rules. Because this is all it manners. It's captain <laughs> manners. It is, it is yeah, really it, it is can't captain adequately manners. address the issues at play. Like it doesn't have an answer to it because it, by its nature must uphold the systems it must uphold all the processes and all the institutions of power that keep mm-hmm. like cannibalizing the planet all the things that they're pointing out the only fix that they actually have for them is you have to behave differently we have to like create this like social Overton window in which you have to like apply every bit of your ideology of your thought process and your attitude towards things. Just, just think better and act better. And that's going to solve the problem. It's
1: the only distinction that we have at this point and, and really intensely started to craft. And also I think um, there was a lot of concerted effort on the right in like the seventies and eighties to start to distinguish uh, themselves from the Democrats because for many years um the two parties were uh pretty similar um yeah and so and so like if we think about liberals today particularly um coming from the wellspring that was like this nascent period of of what we now know to be sort of like third way politics, like the mm-hmm. only way of distinguishing yourself from the other guys is not through the things that you are against systemically yeah. because you both are there to keep the the plane flying it's through just being nicer, and mm, every yeah. single episode comes down to the and this is I think the the point you're trying to make, Kurt is like that every episode talks about this sort of more totalizing problem in the world reduces it down to individual actions and then reduces it down to like a moral superior posture right a morally superior posture and like never talks about systems never talks about structures never talks Mm -hmm. about um, anything material right and And like I exactly yeah
0: it's yeah it's very anti-materialist it's extremely
1: anti-materialist
0: it's weird though because it shows the material that's the weird thing though is it shows the material aspects of things and it will people will mention them that's the really weird part is like like uh, people like there's a there's a relatively accurate extremely accurate for the time discussion of like Israeli settlements in that like Mm -hmm. hot zone uh, episode, but then nobody acknowledges it. Nobody acknowledges the fact that like, like, like they, they accurately, uh, they accurately relate this. This blew my mind. They accurately relate that like the Israeli military's policy of punishing the entire family. If somebody is suspected to be involved in any kind of like protest or uh, radicalism of like bulldozing and destroying their houses. Yes. Um, and they act and they show that and they say it and then they just yeah. move on. And like, wait a minute, yeah. but wait, 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 what, yeah. what's this shit about like, no, no, you just need to be nice to each other. It's like, but what about, what about <laughs> like you bulldozed their home?
4: Like, yeah. she's yeah. like, a power be mad balance. at this shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: it's, it's strange to watch, you know, the depictions of these conversations from 30 plus years ago. And see, like, how little they've changed in, mm-hmm. you know, the popular political discourse. Um, I think, obviously, there are a lot more uh, sort of animating ideas that are fleshing out what the the modern sort of, like, mm-hmm. white liberal looks like these days. But particularly in the, um, the If It's Doomsday, It Must Be Belfast episode... Which That's,
3: what a title by the way. Yeah. What a
1: fucking title. Like uh
2: it, it, it sounds like a, a a title from uh Star Trek the original series. Like it does. Yes, yeah, yeah.
1: it totally yeah. does. Like
2: pseudo shakespearean but yeah.
1: In that particular episode, a couple things struck me. One, I was surprised at like how went there, like they they did. They they mm-hmm. they went, <laughs> like they used um they used the racial slur uh, in South Africa.
3: It's a K word. It's a K I'm word. Not
1: gonna I'm it. not going to say <laughs> it. Um, and, uh, and, as you said, they uh, they showed the bulldozing of the homes. Um, they also used the term "prods," which is like yeah, a yeah. very yeah. accurate term that uh, that Catholics um, in Ireland use for Protestants. And like, they
3: found actors to do their best with the accents. No, like...
1: the South African, the white South African <laughs> yeah. man did not sound good.
3: No, um, he he, didn't. he was more I loved, Australian I loved
0: when, he, when he was like, uh, "It's it's me," and I was like, "Elon Musk." Yeah. That's <laughs> my-
2: that's my- I just came from my emerald mine. Yeah. But
0: like
1: the thing that the thing that struck me outside of like the fact that they did actually push into a lot of the mm-hmm. like the racial slurs and showing like accurate like exchanges between these people, the thing that struck me outside of that was that all of the conversations except for the one about uh south africa and um uh, black south africans and white south africans were about this land dispute and and both uh sort of cohorts like claiming right to it and having a history in that place mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um to a certain oh that degree. was weird yeah there's a they line did not
0: oh go ahead but I was just saying, there, there's there's a specific line where at the end where they say both of us view this as our ho- as a as a homeland that we never. Knew. I'm like, wait, no, 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 Palestine is literally her home.
3: Yeah, <laughs> yes. Like, yes.
4: Well, and she like makes it, it a point of saying,
3: yeah, exactly, yeah. So <laughs> yeah. he's 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 Jacob from like from Brooklyn, right? Yes! Like, <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah, that guy.
1: But it, but in the South Africa. A sort of like i guess pseudo apartheid um conflict they don't talk about that right because mm-hmm. it's very clearly a colonial problem uh that's that's maybe more recent that we can't like sort of history wash over it and say like oh like jerusalem was the jews home originally so yeah. you know like that's not a thing we can do there and so they just make it about like them hating each other like because one's white and one is black and i'm i'm rambling but where i'm going with this is like the thing that i actually like found most troubling about this episode was that like they acknowledge sort of the issues between these cohorts to a certain extent more directly than i would say like a fucking new york times article in 2021 does, right Mm -hmm. but when it came to like reasoning for like why this person was just like picking up a fucking like you know what do you call the Bottles that you fucking light on. Molotov fire. cocktail. Molotov, Molotov cocktail. cocktails. Why yeah. this person was picking up a Molotov cocktail, or, or why this person was, you know, wanting to throw stones at this other person's house, or, you know, using these, these wrist, these slap wrist bracelets that set off nuclear bombs <laughs> somewhere.
4: Like,
1: like this the, is so the, 90s. It's so 90s. The <laughs> reason that they gave was like, oh, well, like, fuck that guy like they were not yeah. like
3: Oh yeah, we hate them. Mm-hmm. That's it.
1: Uh, right. I uh, you know, I'm I'm this like my family was murdered or like you know, mm-hmm. none of that is talked about despite the fact that they set the territory for us to understand that there's a certain Yeah. there's a certain historical conflict here and mm-hmm. conflict is a loaded term. But anyways, it's, it's, I only bring that up because it speaks to, you know, your oh. point, Kurt, of it it really uh, being about manners at the end of the day
2: and, and well, exactly that and because like um the resolutions for each of the three storylines go to like this the manners in, in a sense the the South African story goes to well uh you know it's even though it, it acknowledge, even though they acknowledge the power dynamic their resolution is well we just need to participate in politics and we, we can figure it out it's like mm-hmm. that's not how that worked and you <laughs> know Israel Palestine was like the guy was the the the, the Jewish guy. Uh, what sold a part of his house to the the, yes. the Muslim family? Yeah, and it's like so. Okay, so I like that is that I, like nothing is resolved with that at all? And like the and the Belfast, I I don't even know if they did any
1: no, thing to resolution.
2: That- they, oh, they, they They had a bakery, bakery. together. That's right. Yes. 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 <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes.
1: Joint commerce, guys. They're, they're is, gonna join
2: hands and make soda bread forever.
1: Yeah, yes well, so, I, so they it's, literally it's, it's had so the line cool. in that show that was like uh keep the battles in the political arena and i was like right. that is so like weirdly explicit yeah. and like i'm yeah. you know six so like it's just like a yeah. weird well, it, message exactly well I, I,
2: that's such a uh, I, I feel like this. Even more specifically than just a like a neoliberal or liberal view, it's an American view where yeah, you know yeah, like, yeah. We, like we like since we don't experience that kind of displacement, we don't experience that kind of conflict. So of course our resolutions are uh, you know a liberal resolution is always going to be well just vote for who who you want and we'll figure yes. it out. Yeah. But like people people you know losing their houses by from a bulldozer don't have that option. Can right. we talk about Wheeler think-
0: for a second? because it's funny, isn't it funny funny that the american is clearly supposed to be the dummy like he is like the ugly american character like yeah yeah. exactly and he's it's funny by the way how in in the first episode he's like yo brooklyn hey like very 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 new york and they they tone it down considerably after that but if if he's he's the dumb one everyone else is a character from star trek the next generation where like they're all doing their best <laughs> they're so nice and competent and he's just like an idiot who like they drop him off in belfast he's like this is my kind of city i grew up in a city hey i'm i'm practically home and i'm like wow that's such an american that's like a perfect American thing. It is. Um yeah. and, and he's like, is this a Catholic neighborhood or a Protestant neighborhood? I don't know. And like, he know. Literally, like literally says that and um and, and like he's always the one to do that. And it's so funny that like the American is the shitty guy. Literally mm-hmm. like like the tourist yeah. who's just bumbling around incompetently. And of course he has the most dangerous one. He has the firing, just yeah. shoots fire. Yeah. He almost
4: <laughs> Every never time uses he's
0: it productively. Like,
1: I'll take care of that. I'm like, no, please don't take care of anything. Yeah, the, I, I the love. There's uh, interesting... an episode where oh, he tries
0: ahead. to put a fire. No, I'm sorry, he he tries to put fire out by using more fire, which I thought yes. was really
3: fun in the one episode. The and then they're forest. like, "What if we blow wind on it?" I'm like, "That's it yeah.
0: that
1: works. No, yeah. <laughs> literally, the only one who has the thing that's needed is the the water chick, and she doesn't yes. do anything. She's like,
4: he, he, he.
1: the the what's interesting about about wheeler though is that we as like sentient you know radicalized adults 30 years later look at him and say like oh yeah he's like the american dummy but as a child i remember reading him as like the cool guy like oh yeah i didn't think he was stupid i didn't think he was like a sexist (laughs) i didn't think he was like a big fucking asshole i was like oh this guy's cool like he's the cool guy that's like cracking jokes and like pinching ladies butts and like you Mm -hmm. know doing whatever else like he was that they wrote him that way because children would read that as like the cool guy not not read him as like the incompetent american buffoon but the other interesting thing about wheeler is that he he is also the one who, uh, like, seems the most, like, co- easily corruptible when they have these sort of bad <laughs> actors that come in. And it's interesting. He's the first
3: one to pop off. In He's the everything. first one to
1: pop off and be like, yeah. I'm going to go, you know, fucking surfing and whatever. We got to talk about that.
3: Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. We do. Um, we do. But, this is yeah. gonna be an hour and a half episode. I'm, I'm committed to. Oh it. no, That's totally i, was, fine. It's, it's I was
1: literally like, we're gonna be like talking <laughs> about this, the show, for like three hours because there's so much to talk about. But the last thing I'll say about Wheeler and then I'll shut up is, um, so he's he's the most easily co- corruptible, which I think like I'll read into that what you will, right? But but I also found myself really mapping pretty like dot for dot, line for line a kind of like don't tread on me like right wing like yeah
3: nut job it's all like don't tell me what to do shit all the time it's like
1: don't tell me what to do and like oh like don't you want to like decide what like cheeseburger you're gonna get or you know whatever and and it's interesting that that is that was at the time i think sort of like a more liberal posture Um, and now like looking back on it 30 years later, I'm like, this is like, this Mm -hmm. is the Republican party right now.
3: It's the right word show.
0: To your point about like seventies and eighties politics, like real quickly, like, I I mean, that, that is the thing that everybody could agree on. Um, and I mean, honestly, to this day, even, I mean, think about, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, what was it like 2017? when uh, Trump was giving the state of the union and was like, America will never be a socialist country. And everybody stood up and fucking clapped because they all believe that too. They're all still on that, on that ride. And I mean, basically from, from like the end of the big era of unionism and like, really like the Vietnam war is really what broke the back of American unionism and, and like within the democratic party and within the country in, in general, um, and that as you say left that opening where it was like oh well we've now we've got two parties that basically like uh, disagree on economic policy a little bit and some like some symbolic issues and then you had that weird realignment where you know Christian conservatism and culture war shit had to be created essentially by the GOP yep. to to yeah. embody their their symbology because they were like well what why would anybody vote for us like we're we're basically the same as the Democrats at, at this point but we're not in power mm-hmm. and now we've got the opposite scenario where the Democrats are the same as the GOP but they're not you know but they can't actually get anything done so we, we've just been going back and forth picking different culture yeah. war issues and and Captain Planet is all the culture war shit of the 90s where you look at it and it's like none of this is really liberal or conservative or prog- it's, it's all just it's all just like neoliberal general ideology shit. Um, yes. It, yeah. That that honestly, nobody would really strongly disagree with any of it. They'd be like, yeah, sure, w- whatever. Like, yeah, bad. You know, it, it, irresponsible oil drillers should stop being irresponsible and should be more like Exxon. Yeah. Um, you know, right. people people it's, it's shouldn't people shouldn't get mad at nuclear bases. Uh, but we do need them. It's very important. Like, it's we all it's, it really does underline that. Yeah.
3: Well, and this is exemplified perfectly in the complete inefficacy of the children yes. like here. So, yeah, we haven't talked about this yet. And we've actually like not really even talked about like the titular hero here at all. And I I want to get into this because this is driving me fucking insane. And like we were watching it, and I was like, I you know, I remember kind of liking Captain Planet as a kid. But then I also remember thinking all the time at a certain point, like Captain Planet's boring and I'm just going to watch like Rugrats or something else instead. And I, like, had to wonder why. And as we were exploring it, I was like, oh, it's because, like, none of it matters. Like, (laughs) none of of these people do anything. Like, the the kids themselves have, like, power up to a point with the ring. But ultimately, at the end of the day, they are completely ineffective against any one of the trials that they face, any one of the villains, and have to Mm -hmm. combine their powers to summon Captain Planet, who is then just, as Carly very thoughtfully pointed out, just, like, the the er like soy bantering marvel superhero like everything <laughs> yes. he does is a pun yes. and like he's yeah, wow v- yeah more or less like undefeatable you know but also he has no agency of his own i, I posited Correct. this question online too i was like under theorized here is like the liminal space that captain planet occupies when he is not summoned by the children like is he in some sort of like other dimension does he exist in part in each of the rings and comes together when they're combined does he have free will is it painful where he lives most of the time like he's
1: screaming constantly
3: what what is he like and they don't really ever explain very thoroughly like what he is or why he's like why he has all the powers so the only
0: thing about captain planet is real quick he only ever puts stuff back to the way that they were very explicitly right, puts the back. the way they were. He never improves anything. He just puts it back.
3: He is a reformist yeah. at his core. He, he only ever puts a also
1: Sometimes causes more destruction. <laughs> did you see that like weird one-off, like they did it for like the joke thing in uh the Zarm episode? When he takes a fucking tree trunk from a forest and oh, yeah, yeah, it as oh. a bat? And I was like, Yes. You're cap- in planet like what (laughs) are you doing (laughs) like you just tore down a tree to you to have a baseball meme a lot of
3: their fixes are like actually devastating like ecosystems and natural orders too where they're like oh there's like a forest fire we need to put it out is there like first Mm -hmm. impulse it's like no like that that's like a very natural part of what happens with like forestation and growth and like at at a Mm -hmm. certain point there's like a natural like symbiotic order to this thing where it like burns and then replenishes itself and you are actually meddling right now you are being meddlesome rather than helping
1: (laughs) what were you gonna say Chris
3: oh well uh, just briefly I I was reading
2: the wiki and apparently he's supposed to be some sort of android like I saw that too yeah What? if that's like and I, I don't know what that says about like you know Using technology to try and come to solutions or something like that, but like I, yeah. it's I, it's definitely not like in the text of the show at all, or at least the episodes we watched. So I I don't know, but um, it, the, it the does only- specify. So, you you are right. It does
0: specify on Wikipedia that he is an android. I wonder if that's just some Wikipedia
2: shit though. Probably. Some like random. So
4: can we look like an
2: android so- though? He, he does yeah, kind of. He's, he, he's got the like the f- the flat top, the, like the the Brian Bosworth <laughs> cut, right? The, uh, but like um, going back to, so let's go to. I I, I want to talk about Gaia a little bit because yeah. so there's the spirit, the spirit of the Earth, and she specifically wakes up in the 90s and like this is terrible. I need to fly, <laughs> right? But but then she says, "I was asleep for like a hundred years," and then she's like, "Now now I'm pissed because everything sucks." It's like the lady. If you were all asleep for a hundred years, you were awake during the Industrial Revolution. Why didn't you stop yes. at the end?
3: Yes? Exactly. No, yes. yes. It's more of a prosperity, Let's...
0: everything's nice and clean. <laughs> yeah.
1: Like I remember reading about the Industrial Revolution in one of my one of my classes and reading some fact about like the Thames River being like Completely fucking obliterated, like in the right, early yeah. days of the invest- yeah. industrial revolution. Rivers so used like to catch wasn't... on fire
0: regularly. Yes, like, like yeah. like they were regularly. flammable. They would catch on fire and burn. The water would
3: burn. London fog yeah. was not fog. It was like smoke. Yeah, yeah.
1: it was like proto LA. Do you remember like one of the
3: yeah. like most prescient examples of like uh, evolution or like uh, natural selection? in your textbooks being that like white butterflies started like getting speckles on them oh, because like they, yeah. they, because they were like blending in with the smog during like the industrial revolution and the birds weren't eating them. And so eventually oh, like shit. white butterflies just like turned like basically like salt and pepper color. Yeah. Cause oh, that's they were cool. able to camouflage Why didn't more in the, sky?
0: Save the passenger pigeons <laughs> and the dodos. What gives what, what give know, the rent, best, best, right. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: Gaia is Um, an interesting character. I'm glad you brought her up, Chris, because she too is like entirely feckless, except for, you know, she's the person who like, I guess, brought the cohort together. And there's one episode, I think it's the, I'm I'm blending episodes now, but there is one episode Mm -hmm. when she says like, I think it's time I give Captain Planet a little help. And she like shoots. That's the Zarm sh-
0: episode. Yeah, that's it's the Zarm yeah, episode. Yeah, she makes a volcano erupt.
1: That's right. She makes a volcano erupt. She she has like some agency, I guess, in sort of the the mythos of of this uh, of this world. But she too is also just like not like capable of understanding the scope. And curvatures mm-hmm. of the problem, or offering real solutions, it's like these teenagers will figure it out, and like I'll just sit here and you know watch them on my TV or whatever. It's it's a very strange like thing that she's like there to be this sort of like moral compass for them and guide them when they're astray, but she can't actually do anything. Which again is just like mm-hmm. peak like neoliberalism and, of and like, for for yeah. all for
0: all her coordination she can only ever she only ever just as manifestations of a systemic issue like mm. oh yeah there, there, there's a wave of sludge uh that's about to overrun this town i'll send the planeteers to go and stop the wave of sludge but never be like who caused that wave of sludge it's like it's like yeah. it's Where like did she, that would, of she sludge would send them to deal with with like Bhopal, but be like, Union Carbide, guys, do better. Come on, you can do this. You know,
3: like, yeah, she never, never, like, never them really... to fascinate like CEOs yeah. or anything. No. So. <laughs> <laughs> That'd
0: be something. It is funny though, because like at the time, like, do you, do you all remember like how terrified people were of environmental terrorism, Quote quote unquote? in the 90s like like the elf was Mm -hmm. like a bête noir of especially online people i remember like going to their website and getting like chills like oh because their their website was like was like a black background and they had a picture of uh there was a ski resort um that was under construction that they burned um and they had a picture of it burning i was like holy shit this is a this is a real fucking website. Holy shit. This is the most terrifying <laughs> I've ever seen. Um, at the same time, like it was so widely condemned. The idea that you would do damage to property was so, and like, take direct action was so terrifying and scary that it, it like none of this stuff seemed weird in the nineties. Like, of course the idea of taking direct action is misguided and terrifying. Of course, only a lunatic would try to, to get rid of a nuclear base. Um, there was a particular phrase that was used in the uh, the Belfast episode that was w- reads totally different now, which is um, uh, Mar- I-, I forget if her name is Marissa, I-, I-, I forget what it was. Um, uh, the the black South African woman says um like we have to destroy the white power structure and in 2021 yes. I'm like yeah you do yeah yeah you absolutely yeah. do need, need to do that yes. in the 90s in the 90s the only people who would say stuff like that in media are meant to be understood as crazy people right. um yes. like yes. that that is something that that a lunatic would say of of like we need to overthrow the patriarchy and it's like it's mm-hmm. funny how how differently that reads now because again, like you would only have a character say that if you were supposed to laugh at them um and so that was meant to be an indicator of her like losing her shit and that's an indicator that she needed to get it back under wraps but it is her accurately diagnosing the problem where like white people have taken over the government and are using it to brutalize a black majority like that is Mm -hmm. literally the scenario and it's so weird that like they say it like they have white terrorists attacking like like attacking them and talking about like killing people and stuff. And it's like, but they shut up, like, up a church. They <laughs> up Yeah. But
3: then
0: they're like, but wait, but wait. Uh the this the head white terrorist, uh uh he she she knocks him down so that uh Duke Nukem, <laughs> Duke Nukem, uh, Duke who's Duke great, him. by the way, I love him. Um like won't zap him and he's like, You saved me? Wow, I'm not racist anymore. Actually, he is still racist even after that. But she's like, "We'll yeah. try. We'll try to get along with the, with with the we'll racist." Do our
1: best.
3: Well, and this all just goes back to the thing we're talking about about liberalism being just like a collection of like edicts of manners, right? Like all of this stuff is supposed to be defined and supposed to be perceived as like radicalism. And I think like I I, th- I can't remember if it's this episode or if it's the one with, with Zarm. But you know, we've already mentioned that they they talk about vandalism as being this like kind of scourge of society and you realize when you think about it that what they're actually trying to say here is that like any sort of impulse to destroy property is actually like like Mm -hmm. like is gauche right like like that itself is like is uh is unacceptable like any any sort of radical leanings any sort of revolutionary tendency anything that like dispels the order of society that we've created is is faux pas and you should not do it. They're equating well, it
1: with pollution. They're equating it yeah, with enviro- yeah. the the fact that it's under the purview of the show is mm-hmm. m- is there for us to to understand that vandalism and they even called the they called the um like rat Citizens, mice, citizens that like start to rebel, they call them rioters. Yeah. They're like, what about yeah. the, what about the rioters? Like, what are we going to mm-hmm. do about them? Like, we're meant to understand that the destruction of property, that vandalism, that rioting is a form of planetary destruction. It is, yeah. it is at, as equally bad as and also contributing to the pollution and the sort of darkening of our planet.
0: The, the well, only and- time that you can take action against property, sorry, Chris, the only time you can take action against property is when it is a designated obvious villain, which don't exist in the real world because the villains in Captain, no. in Captain Planet make no excuses for themselves. Duke Nukem is a guy who needs to be irradiated to survive. And he's like, oh yeah, radiation going to set some nukes off. It's going to be fucking great. <laughs> i i i need that delicious sweet radiation Hoggish Greedley is is like is like winking and you know he wants yeah. he he doesn't he has no counter argument he's like, he's like yeah i'm the worst and that's and that's cool and yes. of course those people so kind, some of some of them exist like peter teal is essentially that but but it's, it, it presents a world in which the only time it is acceptable to take action is when there's no counter argument. And there's always a cultural counter argument. There's always a yes. justification or a rationale. And in the existence of a rationale, And this is most visible again in the Belfast episode. If there is a rationale, you, you have to treat them as an equal, as an ideological equal that you just don't understand. And they even say, we don't have to like each other. We just have to like try and get along. It's like, well, what if they're fucking, what if they're fucking like bulldozing your house? Yeah. That's,
2: that's my point is that, um, especially in that episode, everything is put on equal sides. So, you know, in the Belfast episode or so in the, um, Israel, uh Palestinian conflict they're equating you know uh you know armed military guards bulldozing your house with someone throwing rocks at a like a humvee you know like or or through a window yeah. like it's like it's like the destruction of property is the same whether it's you know just mm. somebody just throwing a rock through a window or bulldozing a fucking house like it, it's like just like trying to like uh put a finger on the on the scale to level this out so it's not so obvious although it should be to of like who exactly is like being the victim here or or is um, being victimized. They,
0: they they also always bring up religion in these things as if Mm. the main thing is, is that, well, Catholics and Protestants disagree about the nature of Christ or something like, like they're firebombing uh, bakeries because they disagree (laughs) about, about the Trinity and, you know, how the Eucharist is to be administered. It's like, no, it fucking, it fucking doesn't matter. It doesn't matter in the slightest. That's a signifier of the conflict. It's about land and power and colonization.
2: Yeah. Just like There's the not act. one mention of England as far as I could remember. Yeah.
0: Now, uh, they nope. do mention that, like, you came and, like, took our land. They say yeah, but that, from where? but, from where? but <laughs> you're supposed to say, you're supposed to <laughs> interpret that as the words of desperation as not Mm. to be taken seriously but that is literally the thing but if you think if i think back to when i was like watching these things on tv in the 90s it's very much um what's that scene from american psycho where they're they're at the bar uh Mm. and and they're like and uh and uh bryce is is, or not not bryce um one of the other guys is it's like aren't you concerned about uh about like malaysia where there's like tons of Sikhs like killing Jews and stuff and like it's 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 this very like it's this idea of um like elsewhere in the world there's two groups of people and they'll just never get along they don't like each other and it's like Mm -hmm. yeah they say it's about land but really they just they disagree about religion or and if they just understood that you know uh 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 Islam and Judaism have common figures, then maybe they don't get but they I love that they're like, Wow, I never knew that
2: Jerusalem was was yes. always Wait oh, <laughs> a minute. Abraham I, is in your
3: religion too? Oh, yeah. Abraham yeah. Woman's like, you've heard of Abraham? Yeah. <laughs> well i'm still She's like, like you know that dude? This what? is where you get into like the like epic online kind of like atheist thing that you were talking about a little bit, Kurt, that like Uh, that, that Turner is, you know, coming from this place of, of being, uh, atheist being, being non-religious. I I don't know if you recall, but like in that episode, in that Belfast and and Israel-Palestine apartheid episode, they literally say at the beginning, like, we'll get in there and, uh, and help them understand reason and logic. Like, we're going to, we're going (laughs) to defeat them with that. And it's, it's like like more of that, like, yeah, exactly. It's like own them with logic. And as long as you've got logic on your side, like, this is like the, the prototype of the same conceit of like, you know, six seasons of the West wing too, right? It's like whoever has the the best argument and can like take it down and like show somebody that they're like intellectually superior or at the very least like come up to their level and, and intellectually match them. Like all of a sudden uh, we, we respect that or, or you've won the argument and and that Mm -hmm. is now the prevailing uh, authority in terms of our, our ideology.
1: At the end of that episode, the Belfast episode, the coda with the sort of like lesson that, that we learn where they sum everything up is literally about like fighting is dumb. Like mm-hmm. they I think they like kind of verbatim say yeah. that where they say they like
0: do, Yeah. They they say they say you, you don't fight because you're brave, you fight because you're dumb. Is like you fight literally because what you're they dumb. Say. Yeah.
1: And it's it's this like this, you know, again, like it's this moralize this moral superior morally superior posture of saying that like oh these people just don't know better like they just don't they aren't educated enough that's why they're fighting right which is in inherently uh an imperialist you know perspective to have even when talking about conflict between two two groups with their own sort of imperialist uh tensions it's like that that very western perspective of like they're fighting because they don't understand is also the way that we talk about, you know, our, our domestic colonization, right? Like the, the way that we talk about people who are marginalized and oppressed, uh, particularly b- black and brown people who are poor, uh, mm-hmm. is we we have all these like white liberal mouthpieces for the poor right or for like black people who are like well like they just don't understand that mm-hmm. yada 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 whatever it is it's well, this yeah,
2: it's, it's the jd vance uh like yeah. argument where yeah. it's like yes. you know it's their their own personal failing that emanates into their culture and they just they just need to rise above it like i did and you know that kind of that kind of
1: it's the, it's the, uh, it's a combination of like, you know, sort of moral superiority, but then also really being entrenched in this idea of, um, the meritocracy of like, mm-hmm. you know, I know better and, uh, I'm passing judgment on you, but also like if you just learned more things and worked harder, you would find peace. And mm-hmm. the, the show is all about peace. And at the end of that, at the end of that episode, the Belfast episode in particular, you know, they're t- and they also talk about this in the Zarm episode, where it's like peace is this, um, it's this, you know, weird like fetishization of of uh not like problems being solved, but just sort of like the absence of conflict. Which mm-hmm are two different things, right? Like you can solve problems through antagonisms and often that is how problems get solved, but it's, it's not about solutions. It's just about like bottle it up and shut the fuck up. Like that's peace. Peace is just everyone like being quiet and smart.
4: Mm -hmm.
0: By the way, um, something very unusual to, to, to this point about ideological conflicts did you all notice that uh, it's it's possible that this comes up elsewhere? I was really surprised at how positively Linka and the Soviet Union were portrayed, and yeah. I was just researching a little bit. So, so like I was expecting Linka to be in like in like a Soviet ghetto, and it was gonna be yes. you know, like all yeah. gray. And instead, she's like standing on top of a mountain, like a Hayao Miyazaki character playing a synthesizer. <laughs> Yes. Uh, like, <laughs> like, like like the new soviet woman uh and yes. and, and, and me, me, the meanwhile, ideal soviet
3: woman yeah me, yes. meanwhile a red wheeler, scare girlfriend yeah <laughs> yeah, <very> much, <laughs> yeah. Me,
0: meanwhile wheeler is in like uh uh death wish <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like like fighting who they killed the Gigla, <laughs> but but the, the but like <laughs> but so I I had a hunch and I just Googled it. And Ted Turner was very big on like American Soviet friendship. Like he created, he did a bunch of stuff personally that was trying to like, oh, look, like we're all just like people. So for instance, um, the Atlanta Hawks, which he owned at the time, he arranged for them to play an exhibition game in Russia. Um, during oh, the Cold shit. War, he start he started the Goodwill Games. Do you all remember the Goodwill Games? Yeah, uh, yeah. Is, it was an alternative to the Olympics that was started in in the eighties because
2: the Soviets in the go, go ahead, Chris. Most famous from uh, the Mighty Ducks two, where oh, they yeah. play the Junior Goodwill Games, where they play the ice the Icelanders.
0: Yes, yes. And so, so the, those were like personal Ted Turner things. He also he received. Uh, the Gorbachev Award in like 2011 for like like mm-hmm. peace efforts. So yeah. so I think like I I think a lot I I think it's another thing of like his personal agenda coming into the show. But I was really surprised that that like America is kind of portrayed much worse than the Soviet Union. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yes. So- if we're talking about their opening scenes where we first like meet them and they get their you know their call to be the Planeteers. <laughs> wheeler is shown like breaking up uh, a fight or, or some sort of or something. like yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: theft that's in progress and i'm just like aaron and i both look at each other and we were like isn't it funny that the like only person who's policing shit is the one who is american and everyone else is just like i'm tilling the soil i'm surfing yeah. with dolphins yeah. i'm yeah. you know and and wheeler's like in an alley being like <laughs> no, like, yeah, fuck you. Their,
2: their introductions also go back to like this whole liberal, neoliberal ideology. Because while it is like, as Aaron said, the United Colors of Benetton type of thing, where it's like, oh, we got people of all different uh races from all different across the world, but they're like not from specifically a country or a culture. Yeah. Like right. Kwame is from Africa, yeah. And, like just this whole the whole and push of like
3: Africa, Asia,
2: yeah. From africa's Asia. not a country, like you know what I mean. Like that, there's that whole push of like you know. You, you're, other, you're otherizing it by like just yeah. having the whole thing stand in for the, and, and the individual likewise, cultures mati is from south south america Some- south america <laughs> south yeah yes yeah. yeah. and, and he, wheeler I, he, is we from did...
1: brooklyn new brooklyn. york
0: yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> apparently like i i i remember um mati having had like a monkey pet later he on he, a
0: monkey named, uh, yeah. it's not
2: in any of these episodes you... but like that's it's you know, like all South Americans just have monkey pets. Like, you oh, know, it's did, it's worth. Right? Yeah, it's it's that very shallow, like liberal, like yeah, I, I I have African friends, like that kind of thing. Like, it's you know <laughs> it's that, totally that that bad.
0: got so much credit in the '90s. Like, like just like if if you had five different racial stereotypes. They were like, "Wow, what a diverse show! You've managed to, to be like rude toward towards all these different cultures. Good job!" You know, instead of well, we mentioned that we like mentioned that Glee
3: exist. already. Like that's the same thing. It's not that old, yeah. Either, yeah. You know, like well, that's- also
1: like Joe Biden's entire cabinet is that <laughs> right? Like yeah. it's just like You know, it, it's it's the same uh, idea of like monolithic representation of finger quotes Mm -hmm. diversity there's like diversity in sort of like the cultural signifiers but there's no diversity in thought even when the planeteers sort of argue to a certain degree like it's not because they're sort of at ideologically you know oppositional stances against one another it's more just like one guy's like being kind of a douche or like they're like no i want to go like do this thing you guys stay here like there aren't sort of like conversations about like no like this is my perspective because where i come from x y and z thing the only person who sort of adopts that place is mati who like Mm -hmm. i think does kind of serve as like a What's the word? Uh, a proxy for Gaia, right? He's like sort of their moral compass mm. in the same way that she is.
0: So we're at an hour and twenty minutes. We need to talk about Mysland.
3: I was just going to say we got to go to Mysland. Oh I my was god! Expecting,
0: I was expecting to spend the. I was expecting that the Belfast, uh, the the Belfast Palestine episode was the one that I would want to talk the most about, but it's actually Mysland.
3: <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. Meisland can can, can, some,
0: can someone give a synopsis of this of that episode, please, which which the actual name is um is, is I think it's population bomb is the actual population, population.
3: Bomb. not it'll I'll try it. I'll try to go here uh, so in this episode, the planeteers are visiting, I believe a a large city. I, I think it's an undisclosed populous sort of metropolitan area. um and many of the planeteers are marveling at how crowded the space is. Uh, it's at this point that Gaia kind of mentions to the planeteers that the world is overpopulated, and that in order for the world to survive and for the human race to thrive and uh, and you know for us to to preserve our way of life, we need to focus on on uh, having smaller families, on on having fewer children. Well, Wheeler, hailing from Brooklyn, as we've already said, uh, takes great offense to this, and in a, a particular, like "don't tread on me" moment, decides uh, <laughs> no one's going to tell me how many babies I get to have. I'm going to, <laughs>
1: he's like sixteen. He's like
3: sixteen, and <laughs> I'm going to go angrily uh, windsurf away my problem. <laughs> so he's. By the doing way, I, I just
0: want to interject real, real quick. There, there is there, there, there specifically. Linka says. I think people should have fewer children. And Guy says, in some countries, the government recommends that couples only have two children. And, and then, mm-hmm. and then Wheeler gets fucking pissed. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Right. Right. So it's it, no, noteworthy that the, the Soviet and the, the, you know, woman who is, is coded as Asia probably rep- Asian, probably Chinese, right. Assuming that she's, you know, from a country that does this thing um, and has yeah. this sort of like, you know, child, child law. Anyway, so Wheeler is, is very frustrated. He, he winds up windsurfing into something of a maelstrom and, uh, and gets hurled off of his, his board onto a small island. And he notices that there is a cityscape, not unlike the one that he just left. But small, kind of bite-sized.
1: What he first notices is that he's in polluted water.
3: Right, he's in polluted water. His ring is no longer working. Which, what's the fucking point if the rings don't work in pollution? Guys, wait. Just sidebar.
1: (laughs) Literally, when they were like, "Our rings don't work in pollution," I was like, "Then what the fuck are you?
3: Like, what are you doing?
1: (laughs) Why are you here?" Um,
3: So, so at this point, he's kind of he's closed off from. The rest of the Planeteers, because they can't reach him because of the pollution. Uh, he can't reach them because of, of the same. And uh, comes across uh, a small sort of little militant army of of like humanoid <laughs> mice who stun him and knock him out and then tie him to a conveyor belt that's going into a food processor. <laughs> it's She's at this agree. point that... <laughs> it's very it's totally so 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 green. It's at this point that Wheeler uh, comes to and starts crying out uh, for assistance, uh, and and we meet the scientist who has been imprisoned in the food processing factory. Um, his name is Piebald, and he tells us that this is a society of radiated mice <laughs> who became humanoids and can talk after the bombs blew up, <laughs> uh, and and that they had a thriving society and economy until they started having too many babies uh at which point the junta take over and and this place sort of becomes like a military dictatorship under essentially like uh a uh god why can't i think of his name right now venezuela guys help me out here oh um venezuela who yeah. who ousted Allende. I why can't I think of his name right now? Oh, oh Pinochet? Yeah, having... Pinochet.
2: No, that's Pinochet. Chile, isn't it? That's no, it's Chile, it. Chile though. Yeah. Oh, that's, Chile, yeah, is that's, that's what I meant. Chile. Not Chile, not Chile. Venezuela. Yeah. Chile. Chile is what I meant really, anyway.
3: Yeah. Any one of the South American countries that we fucked with with and, and totally ruined <laughs> yes. for yeah. a generation. Uh no, so so yes, he's sort of like a, a, a rodent Pinochet. And like <laughs> uh has his like lieutenant who's like his second in command, and they learn from Wheeler that there are other Large, uh, hairless beasts like him off the shore. So they go and investigate and, uh, eventually decide that they're going to, uh, militarize and, and grab a couple of them and, and bring them back in order to use them as slaves, slash food, slash other mm-hmm. things. Um, piebald, you know, feeling remorseful, uh, freeze wheeler. <laughs> <laughs> who and and then just kind of chaos erupts at this point. There's, uh, we- Wheeler helps free Kwame and Linka. You're gonna have to help me out here, probably at the back end because it it, it
1: no, this it, a fucking it, mess. it goes
3: everywhere for me <laughs> yeah, at the end the, here.
0: He, so so Wheeler frees Kwame and Linka. Um, he brings pa- so so Piebald was imprisoned. Was imprisoned for speaking out against rampant overpopulation. He said people should have right. less children, so they chained him up in the food factory. And now he's a food yeah. scientist, and he's not and allowed to be a his wife and daughter, scientist. and he can't yeah. see his 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 wife and child. Yeah, um, uh, and so and so Wheeler says, "I'm gonna I'm gonna bring you." to your family and so he puts piebald in his pocket and goes on like a king kong rampage which he's explicitly <laughs> called out where yeah. he's like climbing up and they, they have like big booming sound effects as he's like running through the tiny city and he's like climbing up buildings and he brings piebald back to his family um then the junta announces that they're going to use a sonic weapon oh oh uh um when when wheeler escapes the angry crowds start rioting again, very, very yes. Soylent green esque. Um, yes. and the mm. Junta says that they're going to put down the riots and stop the Planeteers with a sonic weapon. And they say, but that will destroy everything.
1: You can't, uh, you so- can't use a weapon against your own people.
0: Of co- exactly. Yes, exactly. Saying. So, so Wheeler reunites pie Bob with his family, re- reunites pie Bob with his family. And then, uh, he says, I'm going to stop the sonic weapon. But I the 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 planeteer is like trying to get him to leave. But he says no. Like I I promised I would save them. He can't stop the sonic weapon. It goes off. Uh, and and the last he sees of Piebot and his family is them being like, we had our chance and we like and and and, 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 and we, we blew, blew it. it. Don't don't um don't make the same mistakes as us as the waters rise up because the sonic weapon is destroying the island yeah. and like drowns everyone. And, and- then.
3: And then Wheeler wakes up. Oh. He has apparently hit his head and washed back ashore <laughs> after his angry uh, windsurfing incident after, in the storm. After
0: doing salvia, uh, he <laughs> hits himself on the head and fucking dissociates. And...
3: and he realizes that all of this has been a fantasy, has been a dream, but he has forever been changed by the experience and been persuaded <laughs> to focus on the ways in which he can help combat overpopulation in the world. Then we kind of the the camera the, the the you know, animated camera kind of lingers over the water and the reflection of piebald emerges and the refrain happens again where he more or less says, Don't let your world become like ours. Stop overpopulation. So and oh. uh Yeah.
0: Did anyone else think that Wheeler was going to find some
3: token that was like
0: maybe it wasn't a dream? Yes. I I wanted
3: him to. A thousand
1: percent percent thought that was going to happen. Which
3: would lead you to believe that the rest of the Planeteers are being incredibly deceptive because they're like, like
0: like, we can't, we can't deal with this. We're just never going to speak about it ever again.
1: I do. Wheeler ran out and got a
3: vasectomy.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm (laughs) assuming that's like the next logical, like what, what? So like. Here's here's my question: What is the call to action that this uh, no. episode have fewer is
0: kids? It's this, to it, it's this... have fewer kids and to adopt laws that you can't
3: have. Okay,
2: your so, right.
3: yes. but you're telling this to ten year old kids, like literally, yeah. Yeah.
1: literally. Well, and
3: this is what's really fucked up about it, though, right? Is like this is not far off from like fascist logic. And there's a couple of things here that really fuck with you and really complicate this. One of these is their decision to use humanoid rats. As, like, the, yes. the emblem of, like, overpopulation in a metropolitan area yes. in maybe, yes. like, a ghetto of some sort. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, this idea that, like, like Chris <sighs> kind of joked about it's, like, it's not far off from the logic that, like, leads us to this idea of, like, forced sterilization or, like, you yep. know, like, like forced, uh, vasectomies and hysterectomies on, on particular portions of the population that we can't mm-hmm. control in terms of their breeding practices. Mm-hmm. Like, it is, it's, it's like it's woke fascism.
0: It's li- it's are... literally ecofascism. It's literally yeah. yes. like Malthusian ecofascism.
4: Yes. It's mm-hmm. totally
1: Malthusian. I was thinking that when we were watching this. and I was also thinking about if we're if we're on the topic of of that man, um, the sort of racialized history of the perspective or idea of overpopulation. Um, I was listening to uh, a really good podcast recently um, called Upstream, who we just had on the show to, uh, Della Duncan, we just had on the show to talk about The Matrix. Um, They had on uh, Raj Patel and Jason W. Moore, who wrote a book called uh, The History of the World in Seven Cheap Things. And both of them talk about, on this episode of Upstream, the... Uh, the sort of racialized histories of uh, this lie of overpopulation, right? And they sort of get into the ways in which that historically we have talked about this, you know, sort of terror of scarcity and, uh, and precarity um, being exacerbated by overpopulation as a way to control already oppressed marginalized populations so if we talk if we think about like sort of the the current narrative um or a more recent narrative here in the u.s uh is like sort of spawning from this area era of 80s and 90s of welfare queens right who were painted as having you know like seven kids just nonstop kids laying around just soaking up the government's resources and and eating all the food and just like being a, a sort of leech on society, we know, of course, that like the people who are most likely to have uh, more children and to have children who like last and survive and thrive are people who have a certain amount of privilege and economic stability, mm-hmm. and that's one example, right? This also just all of the the rhetoric in this uh, episode that um, sounds explicitly like nazi rhetoric about the jews like they were called vermin they were oh yeah were oh talking yeah about overpopulation like piebald is clearly jewish like <laughs> uh it's i, didn't think, you know, I, I are, didn't
0: think about that but yeah yeah that makes sense there
1: there are plenty of examples in history of this idea of overpopulation, the terror of overpopulation
0: and the filth. It's
2: always, it's always filth. The filth it's like,
0: yes. it's like if you have too many kids, everything's filth.
2: Yeah. It yes. like, it's and and Wheeler was like, Oh, it smells here. And it's like, yeah, like, can,
1: and the pollution. So, so the, the, the interesting thing, sorry, the last thing I'll say about this, the interesting thing about this perspective, particularly in the nineties, um, about overpopulation as being directly linked to the problem of pollution and environmental ruin is like the most fucked up lie there is right where it's like again it's completely ignoring that there are multi-trillion dollar industries that are the reason for it's like, like you said, that one of you had said, it's like the, the five companies that are the cause of like 90% of the world's pollution, right? It's right. not like ladies having too many babies. It has mm-hmm. nothing to do with that. And lastly, what I'll say is if anything, what we know uh, having the, you know, sort of political perspectives that we all in this group here have is that there is an incredible amount of waste caused uh in capitalism that's mm. the point right it is meant to produce surplus it is meant to produce capital yeah. and so like this and green- and it's it's
0: be- it's better to destroy unsold goods than to reduce the price also it is better oh, yeah. to
1: destroy unsold goods than to give them away or yeah. reduce the price in some way and yeah. that is never talked about right it is always that there are too many mouths to feed and mm. not that we actually have way too much fucking stuff, and that's the mm-hmm. point of like yep. this thing we're all a part
0: of. Yes, can I can I can I uh, can I not blow any of your minds? By the way, because this is, this is the least surprising thing. Um, so uh, no. so on on the Ted Turner Wikipedia page, there's a subheading called "Curbing Population Growth." <laughs> uh, no. Yeah. Turner Turner established the Turner Foundation to address ways to curb population growth. He put $125 million of his own money into it and set aside $6 million each year to address population growth rates. Uh, in 2009, Turner met with Oprah Winfrey, Bill Gates, George Soros, oh. and David Rockefeller to address issues ranging from environment to healthcare. They oh. also addressed population growth. Discussion of vaccines and immunation, uh, immunizations oh, The criticized. world's greatest minds.
3: Yeah. Yes. this tech- is like technocratic a few, Avengers,
4: few
2: breeding ground right here. Yeah.
0: Like. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> yes, and and of course, I, I mean, Bill Gates is 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 a huge advocate of reducing birth rates, yes. especially yeah. in like Sub-Saharan Africa. But mm-hmm. my last point is: Would any of you care to guess how many fucking kids Ted Turner has? Twelve. Five, Nine. not not 12, but, but, but five. five, five. Yeah. And, and he, he explicitly, that. he explicitly says everyone should have two kids and he has five. So, so yeah. So fuck him. you know what? Well, I, I appreciate your thing. point of view on Palestine, Ted Turner, but fuck you.
3: But fuck <laughs> yes. you,
4: dude. Well, and
3: they don't, they do this in the show too. Like in this episode, they flatten any sort of like understanding or sort of like explanation Of the class dynamic and the hierarchy, Mm -hmm. despite the fact that we know that there are obviously governing leaders in the society, they're militaristic, right? They're sort of like this military dictatorship. But you have to assume that, like, these people control the the distribution of resources, yeah. and none of them mm-hmm. seem particularly like fucked up or like worried about this thing, and they're like yeah. oppressing a population of people who are in that yeah. state of security all the time. Who yeah. water down like, has be- like be- has
0: better class politics than, than, yes. than has <laughs> as a, a firmer grasp of of class politics, I, I should say, than Absolutely. than the Meisland
2: episode. So the 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 title of the episode kind of like I was like that sounds familiar. And I just confirmed that, yeah, so th- The Population Bomb was a book from the n- late 60s that uh, restated the Malthusian oh. idea of <laughs> we are going to, <laughs> like, uh, you know, destroy the earth because we're going to be overpopulated by the 1980s. Uh, and really, this is a fact I didn't realize until just this moment, but can you guess who published the uh, The Population Bomb? It was published by the book division of the Sierra Club. So this was (laughs) yes. So this was seen as not just like this was seen as like a progressive environmental kind of like idea. Yeah,
0: but you know what I'm I'm glad that Bill Gates came up inadvertently and like I, I literally discovered that connection during you know while we were recording because it really it really wraps up in a nice bow what this show actually is which is it it is propaganda from the elite. To explain yeah. away the problems of the world, yeah. shift the, to to shift the blame and to shift policy discussions away from any kind of, as as, as Carly pointed out, away from any kind of systemic uh, discussion, all onto individual action, and and also it, it is pursuing this this very like eco fascist type agenda where it's like the problem is not the use of resources and you know irresponsibility with the environment the problem is the wrong people are people. using too much they're growing too fast the wrong people are doing this stuff we need to cut back of course you know we can't we can't cut back we're very important but you know birth like rates in we, africa not, immunization not in africa yeah. that all, all, all of that is is policy that needs to be set by the west by the richest people in the West, of which Ted Turner, you know, is, is you know, he's further down the list than he, than he used to be. But it really is that axis of, like, the ideology of the wealthy, where they're like, we can run the world. Let us run the world. Yeah. Yes. Like This show exists not just to message to kids, but much like the Earth Day discussions of the 90s is an attempt of a power block to get out ahead of these Uh, to 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 yet like yes ted turner sees the problem but he approaches it the way that the wealthy and the powerful do which is say well it's it's not me it's not the system Mm -hmm. that makes me it's it's not the the system that exists to make people like me exist it is the system that everyone else depends upon not me
2: i'm just one guy right well and, and this is also like captain planet itself is also part of the system where Uh, capitalism and the ruling class take the things that might challenge them and incorporates it and resells it back to us as you know here's Here's the thing that you're, that, you know, you think will help change the world, but we're going to like narrow the conversation to acceptable limits of, you know, where, where we think, um, you know, this should go, but like the give you, gives you the, the, um, you know, the, the taste of like not, I don't even like some radical thought or, or, or some like idea of what can make things better. But in, in reality, they're just completely just, um, it's, it's bought and it's uh, made and sold by the very people that you you want to challenge and defeat. Yes, yes, absolutely. It
0: flattens it into are you are you for the Earth or like you're not you're not against the Earth? Are you, Chris? You anti Earth? You're not anti Earth? Earth? Are you? That's so fucked up. Like, like, don't you care? But, 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 like, like you say, they they only do this once they've narrowed the discussion to where anything that would actually be effective is taken off the table, and that's Mm. that's what Captain Planet really is. Is he? He is like a neoliberal power structure that that can uh, it can identify the problems but it will never use the power it has to do anything but maintain the status quo it will never there there is there is no episode where captain planet goes around and is like you know what fuck nuclear weapons they're all gone only the bad guys would do that there's nothing where captain planet is like you know what we're we're not going to use fossil fuels anymore. I'm going to go around and shut down the fossil fuel. End. Right. That that's off the table. The only yeah. Yeah, the only thing is to, to go after the most cartoonish scapegoats that we can find, while leaving the actual power structure that matters in place and essentially just doing nothing. Like you're you're making a lot of noise while doing nothing, which is such it, which which is just, just as true now as it was in the '90s, except now yeah. like people actually have a little bit of language to describe it in the nineties. Right. Like if if None you this this conversation is total kook land in the 90s, mm-hmm.
4: like beyond yeah absolutely, like,
0: like yeah. we would like, like if we were having this conversation in the 90s, one of the four of us would be an FBI agent
3: <laughs> maybe we still are <laughs> if it's me, then we're my checks the are really late, really late but, but here's the thing about this here's the fucking thing about this they constantly, these, these elites, these like billionaires who like control this narrative and who winnow down everything and like narrow the aperture to these like highly individualized you know kind of like useless sort of like cultural markers they give up the game constantly they are the most black-pilled people in society oh yeah And like, and and it's more present and and, and prevalent today than it was then maybe. But like, when you think about, you know, like an op-ed or like an interview with Bill Gates where he's like, you know, we really need to start getting used to the idea of living in a world without the sun with the sky blackened (laughs) because like, that's what we're going to have to do. And when like Elon Musk and like all of his pursuits of like space travel are because he's like insistent that the planet's going to die and that he needs to get off world to survive. Like Mm -hmm. Ted Turner... uh, embodied in the discovery that i made right before we did this show like ted turner's doomsday video like you know in in the late 1980s you know like upon like you know recording these these uh intro promos for for cnn when they were about to go on air he also decided to shoot this doomsday video that's like hey in the event that the world ends we're gonna like have the military sing us out with uh Near my god to thee or whatever it is right and <laughs> and uh and we're gonna like play lovely music and have the american flag waving and we're just gonna like we're gonna hold your hand into the beyond and that's like it, it, all these guys want to do is just like yes. let us go more gracefully into like mm-hmm. a, a a doom that we have already apparently like written and co-signed as right. a society Br- bringing this back
2: full circle uh, the vid- that video uh, reminds me so much of the video that Edward G. Robinson watches in Soylent Green <laughs> and he's getting euthanized, yeah, like, yes.
3: and, and then then
2: being converted into Soylent, like 1000%. so, like thousand
1: percent, yeah,
2: it's, yeah. it's, it's I don't know, yeah,
1: it's, yeah I will and it's say, though, these people uh, are the only people. <laughs> okay, just get nice you. with like, it sidebar okay sidebar.
4: <laughs> the
1: voice cast like yes, oh, yes we were totally consuming op content but like mm-hmm. we had some stellar voice actors yeah. working for Sting. us when we were children Whoopi, yes. Whoopi, fucking ed asner
0: jeff
3: goldblum
2: asner. like yep. Robert burton Robert burton, burton. is yes.
0: so good he's great yes. he has three different voices in
2: it like yep. he does incredible. and yeah. he
1: also is the opening narration mm-hmm. the yeah. of the the sequence, uh, uh, uh,
0: honestly, it, it, like the best indicator of how good the voice cast is is so. So Zarm is voiced by Sting initially, um, and, then. and then and then and then when they couldn't get Sting back in subsequent appearances, they did uh, David Warner, who um, is a uh, he's the bad guy in Tron. He's a he's like mm-hmm. a great yeah. bad guy actor. Uh, Secret of the Ooze. Yes, thank it's you. Yes, <laughs> after, after he passes away, they get Malcolm McDowell is uh a, is a unreal like, um what yeah it's real and it is, this is all ted turner and you know what I'll, what, what yeah. i will say about ted turner is he is he is different than the he he is not bill gates bill gates was like the prototype of like the bloodless elite of today where like they they try as hard as possible to not have a personality. Their personality is reasonableness. And Ted Turner was like a person with like yes. weird idiosyncratic beliefs. They weren't really any, like they, they weren't necessarily any better in the, like like once you average them all out. Like he, he, you know, by and large agrees with everything else. But like Bill Gates is never going to say that, you know, the IDF is doing terrorism, for for instance. So like you do get like, bits and pieces of humanity out of ted turner and so like i like i want to be more charitable to him but at the same time his his actual politics that matter to this show are like just as bad if not worse although i will say i appreciate him upholding uh president g thought i i do i do appreciate (laughs) that
4: i love
1: that our like uh our bar for billionaires is that like they just have to be like a human being a little bit a little (laughs) bit and then we're like he's kind of cool yeah but i agree with you like the fact that he has opinions at all is like something sort of novel in this class of people and also Mm -hmm. that like you know these are the people who get to consider these things and have shitty ideas about them exactly like none of us have the luxury of like sitting around and being like, yeah, like, I guess we could just like, uh, you know, like force sterilize everyone and like make like Mars bunkers. And like, I'm going to like get a ranch in Antarctica. I don't know about you guys. Like none of us have the space or, or the, you know, financial security to posit these fucked up solutions to, uh, you know, problem. not even solutions. It's just like, it's a turn left here right it's yeah. not like here's a here's a fix to this problem it's like okay like the world's gonna crash and burn so just like go live on a planet like
4: elsewhere mm-hmm.
0: yeah, and yeah. Ted like, Turner is that... close enough to the steering wheel of power that he can grab it and like move it a little bit that we will yes. never get the chance to do that. Yeah. like even that that, little... that that said like you've never been to Davos you should go it's great it's really nice. <laughs>
2: we 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 talked about uh, you know Ted Turner as like a public figure and how he was kind of like made uh, made fun of in, in the public sphere. I wonder how much of that was like almost like trying to discipline him into towing the line a little bit more. Probably. You know, I, I mean, yeah. Yeah.
1: I think you're yeah, right, they're... and also the fact that like Kurt was saying in a lot of these, in a lot of these episodes, the the person who you know directly calls out a thing or or has some sort of a like extreme opinion is meant to be read as like the person who's like out of line, right? So I think mm, you're probably yep. right, Chris, that there's like some element of, you know, uh the 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 PR machine working to kind of like tame him.
0: Yeah, there's a big thing with um like like I, I, I think One of the things that you need to remember about like a show like this and a person like Ted Turner is that like in the 80s and 90s, you had these people who were rich enough to impact culture the way that an Elon Musk or a Bill Gates or, you know, a Mark Zuckerberg does today. But you didn't yet have that. You didn't yet have a fully formed wealth monoculture the way you do now. Like they didn't quite like, like people would still get rich. All of a sudden, and they'd start acting like like a goddamn weirdo, um, and just <laughs> saying a bunch of shit, like like uh, like Ross Perot. Ross Perot is mm-hmm. a perfect example of somebody who was super wealthy, wealthy enough that he was just like, "I'm just gonna run for president. I'm just gonna spend a bunch of money on it." And like he he almost he almost won. Like like he he actually like self sabotaged himself. He he dropped out for like almost no reason and then jumped back into the race. Like he was he was in the lead for for a while uh, in '92. Uh, um, like like if he had stayed in, there's actually a, like a chance that he like he he, he could have won. Um, a, a, a very strange, idiosyncratic, weird Texas guy. Um, yep. Of the sort you don't really get anymore. The people that you get now, like when you reach that level, some ghoul. Shows up at your house and is like, you need to come with me. Come with me. We're going to tell you, we're going to give you the adrenochrome. We're going to tell you all about the stuff. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to let you in on some nice little secrets. Um, And then, and then they reel you in. And this is, this is, I, I think part, part of the key thing is like so much of someone like Ted Turner was driven by an aggressive oppositional capitalism. And we have a little slightly different version of capitalism now where it's a bit more glad handy where like mm. nowadays, if like, like Ted Turner was the sort of capitalism who he's a sort of capitalist who got by by hostile takeovers and like, like aggressive stock moves. And nowadays you get by, by knowing the, but just by knowing the right people and making handshake deals at, at yes. like Davos and at you know, like Mark Zuckerberg's weird human meat barbecue or, 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 or whatever. <laughs> and so, and so losing access to that would be a problem. And so you don't, you don't get the like Ted Turner's as much because they don't want to lose access. Whereas Mm -hmm. Ted Turner is like, I don't fucking care. Like I did it. There was no CNN. I started CNN. What are you going to do? What are you going to do to me? I'll still be Ted Turner. Whereas like, there's only two people like that, two or three people like that in the world now. And so like, we're not going to get a captain planet from Mark Zuckerberg. Thank God. We're not going to get an E.
3: Oh Oh. God. Imagine
0: it. Can you imagine if Elon Musk Uh. made a
3: cartoon show?
0: fuck no. man fuck i thought it was
3: just called rick and morty <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah this is rick and no, morty i'm kidding it's a joke yeah <laughs> oh
0: god i i i mean i i i really i i that's the most cursed thought i've had in a while is is mm. if uh elon musk's version of a uh, of a captain but like you're not going to get that anymore
2: times have changed we won't get a captain planet anymore well so the, the perfect encamp- encapsulation of that is you know in the 90s snl made fun of ted turner in today elon musk hosts snl you know i literally
1: was just going to say that yep yes yes i mean the the uh the sort of mono the pressure of the monoculture also means that these people are um are like fetishized more readily and easily because they don't have necessarily distinct personalities that we could say, like, oh, that, that Ted Turner guy is like a fucking wacko, right? Like, mm. we're just like, oh, yeah, like he's eccentric because he has many. Like, we're not, you know, mm-hmm. judging them uh, beyond the fact that like they have wealth and that, you know, makes them a celebrity to a certain
0: degree. But you know who the last guy like that is? It was Donald Trump. Who? Donald Trump. Uh, Donald yeah. Trump yeah. was the last guy like that. Liked
1: man- that. Is president. <sighs> <Yeah.
0: laughs> he's, he's essentially president for life. Like and he's he, left. Well, he's going to be again like, at some point.
3: So be many fine, people. So. Yeah, August. It, like, I've heard
0: it's it, and it's 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 <laughs> funny to think of like like if you had to guess between Ted Turner and, and Donald Trump in 1991, like who's going to be president? You would have picked Ted Turner. A thousand mm-hmm. percent, Absolutely.
1: Ted Turner.
4: Absolutely. Yeah. Yes.
0: But.
1: totally, you guys. I just have to like. I don't know if you had this experience. But, like, I don't actually remember specific exchanges or episodes from Captain Planet. Like, when when you guys said Captain Planet, I was, like, going back in my mind. I was, like, I remember watching the show. And I remember, Mm -hmm. like, what it was about, you know, sort of generally. But I couldn't think of, like, a favorite episode or, like... Uh, you know a like really intense like battle scene that i remember or like Mm -hmm. whatever and i think like upon you know this rewatch it's because like all of the episodes are like kind of the same right oh yeah very much so yeah even Mm -hmm. though the curvatures of the the you know content become explicit in some way shape or form i mean especially when we're getting into like rat junta and like gestapo (laughs) mice and all that shit right but like but for the most part it's always kind of like there's a bad thing we try some stuff and then we can't do it. And then our rings bring Captain mm-hmm. Planet. And then like there's a message at the end that's like, here are the five things you need to remember to be a good citizen. Don't litter. Be nice. Fucking like eat your vegetables and like have less babies. And and like that's the end of every episode. And And like that's why when I was thinking back, I was like, I don't remember like specifics. It's just sort of one nebulous like – Raised eyebrow of like, is this the proper thing for you to do, child? Like <laughs> I no. remember
0: the Captain Pollution episode, mm. which is very oh, I funny. Remember that so so there's an episode where Doctor Bly, voiced by Meg Ryan,
3: Hell voiced yeah. by oh. Meg
0: Ryan. Yeah, and she has. She's, she's a she baddie,
3: has, by the way. Doctor Bly is hot.
0: She is yeah. hot. She is hot. Yes, she is hot. She has like the hair that like covers the one eye. Yep. Super hot. Yep. Um, and uh, she she has an evil computer who's her, also her like lover, who's voiced by Tim Curry, named Mal. Oh, yeah. Um, so it's Doctor Bly Mal. So, so Doctor Doctor Bly steals one of the one of the Planeteer rings, and she makes her own evil rings. That it's five pollution rings, and when they combine them, it summons Captain Pollution, who is no. voiced by the same guy as Captain Planet, but he has like a California like surfer guy accent,
4: <laughs> and yeah.
0: and he's what? he's he's the inverse of Captain Planet, where like pollution makes him strong, but if he's in like clean air, he gets like all sick and and shitty. I remember that one, and I remember the HIV uh, episode um, because <laughs> because of uh, verminous scum. Being so over the top of that, and apart from that, I don't really remember. Yeah, you're right. I don't really remember any specific episodes. the The, the thing that I remember most is uh the the machine in the intro of Linka, like like when it shows Linka in like the Soviet Union, and there's like there's like paper shooting up out of yes. the machine, and she uses the wind to blow the paper away to blow the paper yes. away, which is not so, that's just littering. Linka. um yeah I, I I don't remember like specific specific things from the show. it's just like a warm mush it's
1: a warm mush that's exactly what it is.
3: we could talk so, about the show probably for another three hours if we, yeah yeah. I, yeah
0: I think I think we should uh we we should we should pick any uh final thoughts if we happen to 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 uh to have any because yeah we could keep on going about this show and I would be happy to revisit it or a similar there are there are other you know ideological uh shows that that try to address similar things off the top of my head uh there was the, do, do you all remember the mc hammer cartoon no yes uh, he had he had magic oh. he had magic shoes that could talk and and he they, they helped yes. him dance super good i think it was that, like,
1: I think positive that was on, that was on like the wb or something wasn't yes. it <sighs>
0: And there, there was totally also uh, there was also like I think it was called like the sp- the sports all stars or something where it was like yes. Wayne Gretzky, Michael Jordan and mm. and uh, Bo Jackson. I, I think the, those might be all the, those those might be Captain Planet esque in their, their their ideological approach to uh, to real world issues. But I would be happy to keep discussing it. But but uh, does anyone have any final thoughts on 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 Captain Planet or the Captain's planet and and pollution? Mm
3: <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know, just if I had to say one thing about it, it's, it's that, you know, looting and polluting are not the way, So you know, just
1: you guys, somebody literally wrote that theme song in like two minutes on the toilet. Like, oh, so, <laughs> so, so bad.
0: The cast does the rap, apparently, like that's like LeVar Burton <laughs> oh. and, and the rest We're of the, the people planet rap- rapping.
3: You can be yeah, one too. Two. Saving our planet
0: is the thing to do. It is um, the thing to do. Yeah, uh, it's so. My final thought is um, the music is really good. By the way, <laughs> it's it's, a, it's like a step pop.
1: It wails. It's, it's, it wails. It's good.
0: It's good. It's got like a nice like Queen sounding guitar in yes, the intro. It totally is it a is it a good show? Like I have to say, like kind of, like it. It's it's not really noticeable. It doesn't really leave any impression. Like it's not Mm-mm. it's not funny. It's no. not unenjoyable. There's just like nothing there. It's like no. it's like watching a very well-produced PSA that goes on for twenty-four minutes. Like yeah. that's that's it's a fascinating
3: like. artifact. Yeah, exactly. It, it, it is.
0: It is an artifact, and it feels it feels like edutainment from mm-hmm. Mr. Ted Turner. So, thank yes. you, Mr. Yes. Turner, wherever you are, up upholding uh, she thought. So, <laughs> I
1: mean, well, I just have to say, like the the only the only closing thought I have is that I'm actually. Like, one, I'm really glad that you guys suggested this because this was a really, like, important, like, retconning of my youth that I needed. Mm -hmm. Like, I needed to go back and be like, what the fuck was I watching? (laughs) Um, But I think also, like, the thing that I took away from this show was just, you know, a thesis we come back to on, on our show a lot, which is just, like, how, like perfectly crystallized um and crystalline this neoliberalism uh of the 90s was and how like easily sort of like uh communicated and digestible it is like it's that is to me the thing that strikes me with a lot of the media from this era is like you see the 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 strings on the puppet like. Everywhere, and it's not hard. It's like, yeah, like, uh, the the way to like save the planet is to like not talk shit about your friend, right? Like, mm-hmm. that's the stuff where you're like, this. No wonder we are the way that we are now. I mean, I, it's it's nothing novel, but I I think that this show was just a, a um, like a really pristine example of how. How perfectly packaged these ideas were um, up, down, and sideways to kids, Mm -hmm. adults, like all over the place. Mm
2: -hmm. Yep. My my only final thought is that uh, much like litter, Captain Planet belongs in the trash can of ideology.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Chris wins. Seconded.
0: Well, um,
3: Aaron and Carly, where can people find more of your work? Uh, Yeah, well, as uh, you've already mentioned, we are called Hit Factory, a podcast about the films of the 1990s. Um, we are streaming wherever you find uh, your podcasts. We are also on Patreon at patreon.com slash hitfactorypod if you'd like to subscribe for bonus content, including a wonderful uh, episode on Encino Man featuring uh, the hosts of this wonderful so program. Uh, and you can follow us on the socials uh, everywhere at uh, Hit Factory Pod
0: well i highly um, recommend it the, yeah you the show you should, was awesome it's, just, it's a good it's a good show very good movie discussion from a from a a different a different angle that you're usually than what you would usually get about 90s media that i find mm-hmm. personally very very enlightening um mm-hmm. well Hi, Aaron,
1: coming from you to find people yeah, Well, thank, no, you, thank very you very much, much. You're,
0: and you 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 are very welcome as, as well likewise uh So uh, thank you, Aaron and Carly, for for coming on. Thanks, everyone, for listening to Parents Just Don't Understand. Have a good one. Cheers. Wind,
4: water, hot,
2: go planet. By your powers combined, I am Captain Planet. Captain Planet.